why not? I mean, I love charts. I, I'm just really, really looking at, you know, as soon as me and Josh are done, is getting in front of those seats and just watching the show because the speakers, you know, you know, I can't wait to see Jez and Nicole. I can't wait to see James Wicked. And, you know, I mean, just, I mean, it, I, I, honestly, you know, I'm a fanboy big time. Welcome to OWASP 24-7, sponsored by the Open Web Application Security Project, improving the security of software. With support from the Nexus Community Project, supporting millions of open source developers worldwide. Additional support provided by CatScan from Proactive Risk. you and Josh Corman gave your keynote at DevOps Summit, you know, it was so well received. Right now, when I look at the video, I think the last time I looked, it had over 1,600 views on it even. What do you attribute that to? What rang true with everybody during that talk? Yeah, it's funny because, you know, me and Josh had met at the DevOps, you know, DevOps days often, and I gave my guns, germs, a steel. And, and I think Josh is a very passionate guy, right? We know that. And I'm pretty passionate too, right? And and I think he saw my passion and, and he kind of got a glimpse of where I was going. And then we, we started talking after our, after my presentation. I saw his presentation too. I didn't quite get it at first. You know, I, I'm not a security guy, right? Like, you know, the shocking me going to be speaking at RSA. I, I kind of... Probably, you know, not not that smart. Zone out on the security stuff. Thinking, well, I don't know much about security. What am I going to learn? But then when we had a conversation after, I realized he was talking about Teming and Toyota. And started talking about, you know, as part of DevOps Enterprise Summit, I, I picked Josh and I said, we really should do this. You know, I think this combination of my ideas about, not just my ideas, but the industry's ideas about immutable infrastructure, but more immutable delivery, this idea that the developers can create a service-oriented infrastructure on their laptop, and if that goes green through the process, it's the same fits wherever it lies in production, on, on a cloud, on, a, on Amazon, on a, a bare metal. That's awesome, except, you know, if you, you hear Josh in the background saying, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, that's a black box. And, you know, I thought, you know, um, all the things that I wanted to do for speed and efficiency and reducing OpEx, reducing lead time, getting better MTCR, mean time to repair a result, I knew there was a hovering if or what about the black box nature of this code that might go all the way through the system from a laptop. When I, you know, when I really understood what Josh was talking about, I, I realized, oh my God, this is the answer to my kind of question mark and the security. So that's that's really where we came up with this kind of immutable awesomeness or peanut butter and chocolate. Like if you could put these two together, um, now you really you're you're cooking with grease with security with with the right um you know you really go to the restaurant with the right uh the right cookers and safeguards. It certainly resonated with the audience. That's for sure. That you can see from the uptake 
as I said on the videos, people are watching this thing. Where does it go from here, John? It sounds like you and Josh are really developing a relationship here. Where do you want to take this? When Josh first really got interested in my Guns, Germs, and Steel presentation that I did in the keynote at DevOps Days Austin last year, I kind of sidetracked him with this immutable delivery. Um, you know, I got, hey, Josh, we really need to do this together. And he's just like, explain to me this immutable delivery thing one more time, right? And then when the light bulb went off, it was like, okay, this is great. And so we had that presentation. I think we put a, a stake in the ground. You know, I'm speaking Josh's language to people. Josh is speaking my language to, to his people. I think when we've now come full circle, because Josh was, you know, I think it was at the Lisa conference at the end of last year, or you think where Josh said, we really need to do this together, the Guns, Germs, and Steel. So Guns, Germs, and Steel is based on a, a, a Pulitzer Prize winning novel by uh, Jared Diamond. And what Jared Diamond was trying to do was saying that, you know, he was, he was, a, he, he was trying to figure out why there were haves and have-nots in the world. And he walks through like 10,000 years of civilization based on geography, agriculture, and certain areas of the globe prospered and became just so much more advanced in every way. When I started thinking about what's going on in IT right now, about people who are racing speed and lower cost, you know, nature of fireballs said, you know, faster, cheaper, safer, right? Like, the people who are able to embrace that are just, you know, pulling away from the pack. My original gun service deal was really based more on the guns, germs, and the steel, or these, you know, immutable infrastructure, microservices, placement of data. And, and Josh kind of convinced me that, Sean, if we add supply chain, and security, now you have the ultimate guns, germs, and steel. And, you know, for me, that's the, that this is now clarifies the, you know, the, that, that has and the have not in the future, the ones that not only are going to embrace, you know, fast, cheaper, and safer, safer in a cultural way, but also now safer from um, how you build your infrastructure from, from a supply chain or security you put in, you know, embracing rugged DevOps. And that becomes, all of those ingredients become the new guns, germs, and steel of, of what we think is the starting of the differentiation between IT that just pulls away. Gene, you know, Gene says there's the high-performing organizations have certain uh, models of behavior and they, you know, they, they outperform the low performers statistically in, in, the, in the magnitude of 100, you know, 200 X. John, you're the developer evangelist or the evangelist for Docker. How does Docker fit into the software supply chain when you're telling this story? I spent an hour answering that question, right? But for Docker, Docker is a core part of immutable delivery. I mean, one of the reasons I'm so excited about this kind of immutable delivery is it starts fundamentally with containerization. The idea that, you know, if you think about what a developer can do now, um, they can actually, they might have a service. So let's think about a microservice architecture where there might be five or six other services that are owned by other groups. But sit on my laptop now, and because of the, 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 uh, the availability of, you know, kind of high-density compute with containers in general, you know, Docker being my favorite brand, the developer now can basically do testing, compiling and testing on their service. They can pull in the latest and greatest, you know, immutable version of the five or six other services on their laptop. They can go through an iteration of testing, CI, and all that through that process. And at that point, depending on how their flow is, 
if they hit, the, you know, it hits the button and it goes green through the pipeline, not only is their code immutable from the laptop, in other words, the bits that it's just a binary artifact set. That binary artifact will be also the binary same bit binary bit binary artifact that was sitting in production. But but even better, the services that they tested with are also going to be uh, binary artifacts that indeed will be pulled from their latest version. So that's what I mean when I talk about immutable delivery. There are probably other forms that you can create immutable delivery. Just Docker uh, proposes the best possible vehicle with the easiest way to get that best implementation method to get an immutable delivery model. And we're seeing companies like Capital One and a fair amount of enterprise, not just web scale. You know, guilt is a poster child for like an immutable delivery infrastructure. So again, I think Docker containerization, Docker being my favorite brand of containerization, is a key, you know, a key enabler of, um, of an immutable delivery pattern. It's funny as I listen to you talk about it, and I visualize a developer. Not so long ago, it would have been impossible to imagine that you're traveling around with your laptop and you're able to handle all of this in a mobile situation like that. It's astounding to me. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I was just reading those great articles just the other day about um, from you know, how a developer's perspective of Etsy, right? So Etsy's always been a poster child of, of DevOps. They talk about one of their advantages is every developer on their laptop can run the Etsy environment. Now, I don't think they've, they've gone as far as containerization, but that idea that even four, three, four, five years ago, the idea of even, you know, uh, and I think they do it in a virtual environment, but the idea of being able to run kind of your, what is your production, well, you know, an emulated but pretty much the same code on your laptop was, mm-hmm. you know, five years ago, very difficult to But here's the thing, like, Again, Etsy are a bunch of people who put a lot of human capital into this thing they call DevOps, right? They, they build a lot of great things because they hire people and they have a collaborative nature that, that where humans do great things together. Not everybody has that. You know, in a sense, Docker makes that easier. In, in other words, somebody else who is, might be, they, their chances of putting their whole, full, what looks like a production stack on somebody's laptop might be difficult with virtualization. Much easier if it's containerized. Now, caveat, it has to be architected mm-hmm, or a decoupled architecture, but but the idea of running your full service stack on a laptop because it's containerized is good. Again, for people all know, you know, containers, um, you know, where VMs might be a couple of gigs, containers will be 200, 400, 500 megabytes, right? Um, Instantiation time of a container might be, you know, sub-second instantiation time of a, a VM could be a couple of minutes. The converged of, of multiple services could be, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Anyway, the point being, containers give you this um, ability to get a higher density in your overall compute offering. And, you know, and so the ones for the developers tend to be the laptops, and now with containers you can actually run a lot more in an environment. And so you can emulate, the net net of that is you can emulate a lot more of your production environment. As you're thinking of RSA next week, John, anything you're looking forward to specifically besides the DevOps track? What else are you looking at going to? The lineup Monday is off the chart. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, 
uh, you know, I, I'm just really, really looking at, you know, as soon as me and Josh are done, is getting in front of those seats and just watching the show because the speakers, you know, you know, I can't wait to see Jez and Nicole. I can't wait to see, you know, the lineup there. It's just, you know, James Wicked. And, you know, I mean, just, I mean, it, I, I, honestly, you know, I'm a fanboy big time. So I, I won't have much time to, to hang around RSA. I've never been to RSA, so that, that's kind of, I, uh, I was thinking, you know, one of these days I like to just get to sit through a whole RSA, but uh, I've got a bunch of other stuff going on in the league, so, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm honored to actually stand on, you know, stay on stage with Josh is, is an honor. You know, Josh, um, I say this to him all the time, I say it publicly, I, I'm passionate about technology, he's passionate about saving lives, you know, not that I, like, I do care about saving lives too, I just don't see the vehicle for me, I don't see the line of sight that he does. Uh, from what he does, I, you know, getting on stage with Josh is, uh, you know, it, you know, probably these two times, and I hope many more uh, highlights of my career. Honestly. All right, thank you, John. Look very much forward to seeing you on Monday. I'm, I'm excited as you are for the day that's coming up. Great, great, buddy. All right, we'll see you Monday. You have been listening to OWASP 24-7 with your host Mark Miller and music provided by the George Cole Quintet. With support from the Nexus Community Project, supporting millions of open source developers worldwide. Additional support provided by CatScan from Proactive Risk.